Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRio.com. Back in September 2019, a little bit of flashback. I, on Blunt Business, I hosted someone who was, uh, he still is the founder CEO of Solaris Farms, and who told me about how he has the largest, most advanced cannabis greenhouse operations ever. And that was what he had done here in the States. Fast forward to today, roughly three years later, a little more than three years later, uh, my guest now is has founded an international company focused on creating unique cannabis formulations for the EU, EU market, Europe. Developed and manufactured in line with EU GMP regulations for pharmaceutical products. And so joining me now is the founder, chairman and CEO of Somai Pharmaceuticals LTD. I'm here back once again with Michael Sassano. Michael, thanks for being back. Yeah, it's great to be back. Now I'm talking to you from Europe. <laughs> So, and I'm, if I'm correct now, you are based in Portugal now. You're, the manufacturing is based in Libsyn. Uh, Would love to go visit someday. And right now you're doing uh, certified cannabinoid-containing pharmaceuticals throughout the European Union and globally. What I want to ask first about is the idea that uh, back in March of this year, you actually wrote an opinion piece for MJ Biz Daily saying that 2022 could be the year for pharmaceutical marijuana. And when you mentioned that, you said that, you know, there's a belief that the legal passage of adult use marijuana renders the medical cannabis market obsolete. However, it's not what we learned. Not this is not what we learned from 2021 and 2022. It looks like the year of pharmaceutical cannabis becomes a major market driver. And I've had a few guests that have been on this program and others that have made sure to coin the term pharmaceutical, and that. Is that something where you feel like it's more than just a medical, really just a change from going with a medical cannabis mindset and the terminology being changed, or is there something more to it? And has this this uh, prognostication has this come to fruition? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, yes, uh, uh, I believe this is already coming to fruition. But let me let me give you let me give it to you in a different way. Okay. So look at it in three different tranches. Uh, you have the uh, pharmaceutical market, which is your Epidiolex or your Sativex. Um, you've seen, uh, you know, major um, uh, buyouts in that area, two buyouts that were both $6.7 billion um, just in the last, uh, just last year. Um, and, and entrants like Teva Pharmaceuticals, Pfizer buying a group out of San Diego, Jazz Pharma buying GW uh, Pharma, 
Um, uh, this, this is a, a, a major uh, uh, area, just not only in volume, but in size and, and, and breadth of market. Then you have another area, and this would be the medicinal area. And it's a little different from the U.S. medicinal area because the medicinal area is, a, is a basically an herbal-derived product, similar to everything we make in the United States. Um, and uh, these are medicines that can be transported anywhere. So you can make a product here in Portugal and you can send that to Brazil or you can send that to the U.K. or you can send that anywhere. Um, I, you also have recently on the desk of, of uh, President Biden there in the United States, um, the uh, research bill, uh, which opens up uh, and also recent a, a few months ago, the DEA, or a little while ago, the DEA is allowing facilities to grow for medical and research purposes and for medical products in the United States. And I think there's a few uh, a few groups that are now open, a little small, but they're they're getting uh, on that bus. And then you would have what you would call the recreational market, which is you know uh, clearly the 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 largest portion of the United States and Canada um, uh, uh, right now. I mean, those are combined thirty billion dollar markets. And I would liken that to OTC, similar to drugs that would uh, come on the market, and then you could buy them over the counter. Um, so all of them can coexist in the same place. One is a global market, and one is a localized market. And 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 that's that's what we're looking at, is the expansion of the global markets, uh, both medically and pharmaceutically. And I feel like there's not a whole lot that's being reported about it. Like I said, from when I looked at right here, just this talk of pharmaceutical cannabis, it really came from you because I'm saying to myself, you spit out just now a number of deals that were made, billions of dollars being swapped around by pharmaceutical companies entering into the cannabis space. With that said, I always said that in the retail sector where some of these markets where, especially medical cannabis, that the way they're being presented, I mean, some, especially where I'm at uh, down here in South Florida, where I, in, in our market, we have the medical marijuana treatment center. So in a doctor based format, but I never see a lot of places where medical cannabis is not so much a dispensary model. It's more treated like a pharmacy. And I'm wondering, because of the influx of cash coming in and the way that things are being done now to create that more of a professional model for cannabis, do we see a pharmacy type model? Is, that, is the big pharma model something that shall be integrated into the cannabis industry? Is that where it should go? I mean, the U.S. market is, is, is so different from the, the global market, and it always has been, right. um, not just for cannabis, but for pharmaceuticals. It's a closed bubble. Um, you know, the, the U.S. market is, all, you know, the train has left the building. Um, you know, dispensaries are the norm. And even my 80-year-old uh, parents uh, like going to a dispensary and have their famous bud tender. So, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily going to change, but there are uh, there is the demographic and especially the global market um, where they they want a doctor to prescribe it. They're looking for pain relief. They're looking for relief. They're looking for the same things that we're self-medicating on, but they're looking for a doctor to guide that. Um, and and that's a that's a import export market. Um, and so, you know, we kind of live in a bubble in the United States and, you know, it's a good bubble. I'm not even saying uh, there's one right or one wrong. Uh, there just happens to be the development uh, uh, outside the U.S., which is expanding uh, from country to country at a rapid pace right now. 
uh, as doctors want to get people, uh, you know, the medicines um, uh, made by cannabis. So, you know, will that will the U.S. market transform? I think it's going to be very hard for that uh, for that state to state dispensary model uh, to transform. But eventually, I mean, imagine uh, there has to be more more reach, and you know, these large pharmaceutical chains in the U.S. CVS, Walgreens, and so on. I don't think that they necessarily want to be there, but they don't want to be excluded from it. And as the rules are now, they are excluded. But that's the one thing you can talk about right there is that there is feeling of an exclusion with big pharma. I would feel like, so they want to go and buy and they want to invest in these cannabis companies or in these, these ventures, but they're not looking to put the money into lobbying to legalize cannabis to further open that market. Why do you think that is? I think it might be the opposite. They're putting in money to stymie us. Um, okay. You know, that that would be my I mean, that's my my guess after all these years, why none of this has happened um, in the U.S. And why even CBD laws in Europe have been stymied because it competes with Epidiolex, as an example, uh, by GW Pharma. Yeah. Um, you know, the who wants somebody to compete with their pain medication? Nobody, uh, you know, they don't want their multi-billion dollar cash cow uh, to be competing with, with cannabis. But, you know, the, the cannabis industry did it, you know, against uh, uh, this kind of lobbying efforts. Um, so, you know, that would be my opinion. I'm sure there's others. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> let's get into your when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply itself so we already know that uh as early as uh last month that germany was already announcing they were working on the first steps towards legalizing the use of adult use cannabis making them one of the first european countries to do so and that would make waves across the worldwide cannabis industry because if one nation in europe comes in the european union other nations just uh, just follow suit and you're being in portugal uh, you're setting up shop there uh, talk to me real quickly we haven't had a chance to talk about semi as self but you know, you've been active in the American market, and now this move to Europe. Uh, do you see with states like with countries like Germany now following suit? What do you see right now that's going to be happening? Obviously, there's more uh, going on in Portugal, but what what can you tell me right now that's making the big difference in what the play is right now? Definitely. I mean, Germans, the, Germany is the hot topic. Um, you know, this is not something we didn't expect to come, but now the first proposal um, of legislation has come through. Um, you know, look, just like in the United States, we still got a lot of hoops to jump through. Uh, Germany has to ask permission of the, e, of the, U, of the EU first, um, you know, if they can do this. Um, you know, there's more countries in Europe that are against, let's say, legalization on a recreational basis of cannabis, um, then, then there are countries for it. Um, medical cannabis is generally accepted in Europe. 
Um, and, you know, some countries like Germany, you know, it's more prolific uh, than others. Um, so regulations in medical are still developing. So my general my general inkling is that the UN isn't going to just say, sure, you can be recreational. Um, but uh, and, and also there's the UN regulation, the 1971 uh, Narcotics Act. Um, this is a single convention treaty that that also is stymieing global cannabis. Um, so, you know, it's a regulatory nightmare um, similar to we have the federal government uh, that hasn't been able to pass anything in the U.S. Um, also, uh, the U.N. sits on top of that, which pre prevents any uh, transport of narcotics. And then on the medical level, that's accepted. That was voted back in 2020 um, that there is that medical cannabis is accepted uh, globally by the U.N. So recreational, though, still a big question. Doesn't matter even though that what the German, uh, 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 let's say, even if those came back negatively, which they probably do, the Germans are still for going, uh, going forward with their own regulation. They're not saying that publicly, but that's the general feeling is that, okay, we're going to respect the EU and the UN ruling, but then we're probably going to continue forward, uh, similar to state by states in the United States, similar to Canada, um, similar to Malta, similar to Luxembourg, and even Chesnia, the, the uh, former Czech Republic, uh, announced that they're going to be following the same suit. Uh, France even announced they're going to be watching this. Spain's coming out with medical rules uh, this, uh, this year, maybe uh, Q1 next year. So all of these countries, you know, are, are going forward with cannabis regulations um, and positivity uh, whether it's for sure the medical, which is really where all of everybody uh, agrees on. There is no disagreement on medical cannabis in general. Recreational, going to take some time, but Germany is going to be the one to pave the way. Now, one of the great things you have right now to make mention of is that SMI Pharmaceuticals has recently opened uh, your manufacturing facility in Portugal. And the phase one footprint round spanning 3,800 square meters, uh, manufacturing floor, independent laboratory, and offices. And shop, very important, right there in Portugal. One of those things I always feel like there's, I always talk about with Canada, when they first implemented their legalization, because the supply and demand was so off-key, the fact that all these Canadian companies had no choice but to start trying to find a way to export. And they found ways to go to Europe, go to Australia, go to South America, and for a market like just in Europe itself, I would imagine we're going to get to that point where import export is going to be something that will be a reality once legalization is much more prominent in more markets. Is that something right now when you set up shop in Portugal where things are, I'm, I don't know how far along uh, medical or adult use cannabis might be in Portugal, but is that something that's going to be happening where you feel like you're going to need to go into that import export business? Well, the, the Portugal, that, that's, the, that's the, the main impetus of being in Portugal. It is an import and export um, uh, country. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, and it has the largest infrastructure in Europe uh, for cannabis. There's 21 working facilities wow. uh, in, in um, uh, Portugal right now uh, with the potential of dozens more uh, in the future, at least a few more coming on next year. Um, you know, that is one of the main main parts of, of being in Portugal because I can bring in product from South Africa, Uruguay, Colombia. Um, we can process it here in the EU 
and get EU registrations, which is called EU GMP, which is pharmaceutical GMP, not to be confused with novel foods GMP. And from there, our products are registered medicines. So these are registered authorized medicines, just like any other medicine uh, that you would get from a doctor. And that can be shipped to any country that accepts medical cannabis. So Germany, Italy, Poland, Chesnia, UK, Brazil, Australia, Israel. I, I could go on for a, for, for a while, uh, but those are your main markets. And this is the import and export hub for all of that. Incredible. There's a whole lot going on. I didn't realize Portugal had so much going on. And we'd love to keep this conversation going. So now, uh, with that said, I mean, where do you think things right now go in the EU? Do you think that there will be a point where, because where Germany is right now, and other countries are at least exploring the option of legalization, I mean, do you feel like you might catch up to the United States before they get their shit together and finally get legalized? I mean, you know, look, the United States is the heavyweight champion of the world of cannabis. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to knock that title off. Um, I would I would definitely uh, say that they will take out Canada as the number two largest uh, market. Um, that's for sure. Uh, that's just a matter of time for Europe to be number two. Um, but, you know, you, you never want to go head to head with the United States. And, and our mentality has changed over, you know, two good decades and really, uh, you know, at hyper speed the last decade. Uh, there's a lot of educational and mindsets that have to change over here. Um, that being said, if you look at some of the largest cannabis consuming countries, um, you know, France, the UK, Spain, I mean, all in the top 10 of the charts. Um, so, you know, the fact that that the that it is prolific at that level um, from the, you know, uh, just from the the uh, uh, illicit market side, um, you know, says that the legal side has to come through. Um, you know, the difference is, though, the the majority of people right now that are using cannabis is the older generation that's used to a medical and pharmaceutical product, um, whereas the younger generation is still having to buy from the street vendor. Um, and that's that's just the sad truth um, of non-legalization that we've all dealt with and that Europe's dealing with now. Um, but I would definitely I would definitely put my money um, that Europe will be number two um, and the United States will carry that that crown for quite quite a long time. So directing people to the website, it's uh, somai, S-O-M-A-I, pharma dot E-U, S-O-M-A-I, pharma dot E-U. And for those that go to the website, uh, possibly those that might look into investment or to learn more about what you're doing, obviously with the instituted methods that you've already worked with, Solaris Farms, and taking that and bringing it over to Europe. Uh, tell people when they go to the website, what well, should they go and take a look at, some of the things they should take a look at, and how they can continue to connect with what you're doing. I would definitely be looking at the news, uh, you know, the news that comes out. Uh, there's always five to ten different uh, pieces coming out every month. Um, take a look at our formulation pages. It's more medical. Um, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, for Europe, uh, these products that we're making are, are products we used to make 10 years ago in the United States. Um, you know, the United States is clearly advanced in their products uh, well beyond uh, what the pharmaceutical or medical industry allows. Um, but, you know, if you understand it from the point of view of, you know, a starting out market, these products that we're coming out with are more advanced, uh, you know, 
uh, than the European ever expected, but we're using our mentality from the United States. And, uh, you know, if you or anybody ends up in Portugal, look us up. We're happy to give a tour. Um, you know, we're, we're always very open to show people our processes and our facility. We're quite proud of it. And for the EU, um, you know, it, it's a it's very significant facility. And great place to live, I would imagine. Portugal sounds like a... I would love to go and go there sometime. And, you know, just never say enough. Michael Sassano, again, founder, chairman, CEO of Somai Pharmaceuticals. Thank you for being on with us. Really, really appreciate you taking time out. Yeah, thanks for having me. And please come out and visit us. Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.